No helicopters have been procured for me to go to golf course. Thank you. I've never said he wasn't a great politician. I'm just saying he's a <laughs> How'd you play out there today? Uh, well, I found the conditions challenging. Mostly because there's no grass on the golf course. But there never has been. I'm thinking about the swag bag. And I high hope for the swag bag. When you got three crevices on the green, your course is trash. What is happening, folks? Welcome back. Beltway Golfer Podcast, episode 54. Host Alex Dixon here. This time of year, really around the country, but certainly in the DMV, it's summertime. It's tournament season. There's tournaments happening left and right. Maryland State tournaments, Virginia State tournaments, tours in full swing, all sorts of charity tournaments, all sorts of events, outings always going on. Here at the Beltway Golfer, we're going to start some events, I believe, this fall. We're hoping to announce it in the next Beltway Golfer newsletter coming out at the end of the month. If you haven't subscribed to the Beltway Golfer newsletter, go to beltwaygolfer.com. And right there, there's a link to the newsletter. Or just shoot me a direct message through social media at Beltway Golfer, at Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, and I'll, and I'll get you on the newsletter. But we're going to announce some events. And this gentleman that we had on for this episode, Walter Kirkland, he has been running tournaments for a while now. And we first got connected with him at a tournament down in Langston a few months back with the friends of Langston. They brought him on to run the tournament or it was a kind of a, a Lee Elder Memorial tournament down at Langston Golf Course. And we started chatting and he, you know, putting on multiple tournaments all the time. And just want to kind of pick his brain a little bit about some of the tournaments he's got going on, but what his strategy is to, to run a successful golf tournament. He's got a big celebrity golf tournament coming up through the, the, the organization that he founded here in PG County, the 100 Black Men of America. He didn't found that, but the, the Prince George's County chapter of 100 Black Men of America, a mentorship nonprofit. But he's got a big celebrity tournament that we talk about in the conversation with a, an impressive list of folks coming to the tournament. It should be a good event. I'll link to it in the show notes here. But it was as I'm, you know, kind of getting into wanting to host some events, some different style events having more conversations to learn more about how to do it. Thought Walter was a good guy to chat chat with and uh, he provided some good insight. I met him out at his club, Woodmore Country Club. We sat down at the patio a week or two ago. Great setup out there. It's uh, my, my second podcast I've recorded out at Woodmore, the first with Desiree Walker. I have to look up which episode. Within my first 10 episodes, founder of Road to Par. And a couple quick words from uh, our sponsors. Got a new sponsor for the podcast this week. It's the only public golf course in Howard County, Timbers at Troy. Timbers at Troy has been around for over 25 years, just a few minutes away from, from BWI Airport, right in the heart of Howard County. It is owned by the county, municipally owned. Uh, but I actually didn't know this until, re or didn't realize this until recently, that it's the only public course in the county municipal or otherwise daily fee. There's a few privates in Howard County, but Timbers of Troy is the only public course in Howard County. Beautiful 18 hole layout. It's a Ken Killian design. If you haven't been out there before, it's a, it's a, it's a fun track to check off the, the local bucket list here. And if you've been out there, but haven't been out there in a while, they've, they've been doing a lot of work out there. They've been doing a lot of work to, 
to improve drainage, to improve the, the bunkers. They installed the Better Billy bunker system. And I just took a cruise around the course just last week. Course is in fantastic shape. They're busy out there, but that's 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 the deal everywhere right now. Tea, tea times are, are are packed all over the area. But Timbers of Troy, they've got they've got a, a nice players card where you can get some nice benefits, preferred tea times, discounts on on, on greens fees. Go to timbersgolf.com, book a tea time there, check out their their all the details on the players card. They've got leagues, they've got instruction, they've got a cool feature on their range. They've kind of got a, a double-sided range. So the, the the side of the range that's closest to the first tee is mats. But some folks don't realize you can walk down to the other end of the driving range and there's a grass range on the far side of it that you can kind of hit back into where the balls would be coming from, from the mat side. It's a, it's a fun track. If you haven't been out there, if you haven't been out there a long time, go check it out again. Timbers at Troy, timbersgolf.com. Go tee it up. Let us know how it went. Also sponsored the podcast is your favorite cocktail, Four Craft Cocktails, transfusion in a can based in Richmond, Virginia, small business. Just saw that uh, you can now get them at Laurel Hill Golf Course in Lorton, Virginia, which is which is kind of exciting. And they're getting ready to release their, their two new flavors, 4T and Bloody Mary. And the if you like a little extra kick in your cocktail, they just upped the ABV in Four Craft Cocktails from 5% to 7%. But go to fourcraftcocktails.com. It's F-O-R-E, craftcocktails.com. They've got a location finder. You can find what courses, what stores. You can we can get a few, certainly in all the total wine and beverage in Northern Virginia. They'll, they're will they they're just getting ready to, to distribute in, in Washington, D.C. Follow them on social media at Four Craft Cocktails. That's it. Let's get to the let's get to the episode again. Episode fifty four. Walter Kirkland, who's a charity golf tournament director, as well as the founding president of the Prince George's County chapter of a hundred Black Men of America. Enjoy. We're out here at um, the Country Club at Woodmore. So so we're here with, with Walter Kirkland. Mm-hmm. We want to talk about a few things. One. Um, you've got a few tournaments to talk about. Yes. Uh, but two, you and I first got connected, I don't know, a couple months ago. Another tournament. Uh, as another tournament. <laughs> uh, the lead up to the Friends of Langston, and it was the Lee, the Lee, Lee Elder, Elder Memorial. Memorial. Yeah, unfortunately, he passed away last year, as you know, Alex. Yep. And we decided as a team to put together a golf event, which, by the way, knock on wood, it was relatively successful with a good turnout, raised some good money, some great exposure for a great cause for the beautification of this of the facility but also to get back to some of his scholarships sure and one of the you know we've been talking a little bit on on text and on the phone and one of the reasons i was also really interested in in having you on the podcast was uh you seem to be a, a kind of a go-to guy to put these tournaments <laughs> together so i wanted to pick your brain a little bit um you know golf tournaments right charity tournaments big business is the wrong word but but it's, but they're big they're everywhere yeah. And uh, and you seem to, 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 to run or put put several together. So I got some questions just in general. Sure. Just your, you know, how you approach putting these yeah, it, together. It, and it, it doesn't work in a, a, a vacuum. It's a lot of planning and process and uh, checking off the boxes. It's not easy. Sure. Everybody wants to do a tournament, Alex, but it's not what you think it is. Yeah. Um, well, let, let's let's start off by talking about a couple of tournaments you got coming up. Yep. Um, Let's just get, we got, we got a couple of flyers here, but a couple I, I've looked out. So right up the street for here from Country Club at Woodmore, um, I actually just cruised the neighborhood before we, we, we mm-hmm. went over here, is uh, Lake Arbor. Yes. Um, 
which was that the, there was a Lake Arbor golf course there there for a long time. It's been closed for, gosh, I don't know how many years. Quite some time. Yeah. Um, so, but you have uh, the Lake Arbor Jazz Celebrity Golf Outing? Yes, which is going to be actually at the Oak Creek Golf Course because that ah. the Lake Arbor golf course is closed, as you just indicated. But the Oak Creek, which is about five miles from here, is a gated community, and uh, it's going to be exciting. It's the first annual with Gerald Albright and Jonathan Butler. They're renowned uh, musicians, along with some other Eli Trotman. It's a great cause also on July 14th. I'm, I'm not... Um I'm, I'm not. I'm not super proficient in jazz, <laughs> so I won't, I, won't be able, I won't be able to talk too much to the to the jazz to performance. The jazz. <laughs> well, but the the, the next one, uh-huh. and we'll and we'll we'll link out to some sure. of, some of the tournaments. Sure. But the next next one, I know a lot of the folks uh, that are coming to this, and this is this is one I want to talk a little bit more about. Mm. Um, just a few days after, so the the Lake Arbor Jazz one on Oak Creek is July 14th, but mm. a few days later, you're having one. Um, for the 100 Black Men of America? We're having it here at this country club of Woodmore, and it's a phenomenal, a second annual with the great legend Doug Williams, which I know you have, you know, along with Dominique Wilkins and Dikembe, which everybody loves Dikembe. He's a gentle giant. All the proceeds go to HBCUs, and um, last year collectively we raised about $100,000. Can we start with, uh, what? It, tell us about the organization. What, what, what is 100 Black Men of America? The 100 Black Men, exactly what it exemplifies. It's an organization for African-Americans, boys and girls from ages 8 to 18 across the country. There's 105 chapters, even one in Turks and Caicos. And you can, you can imagine African-Americans in London with a little Cockney accident. How you doing there, Walker? When it's spot day. So it's kind of funny. We have that kind of thing going on. But the real crux of it is financial literacy, Alex, health and wellness, education and mentoring. Those four pillars are critical uh, in the success of young African-Americans who are struggling with identity and single parents. So we take a lot of time with programming that hits those uh, entities. Personally, my chapter here, the 100 Black Men of Prince George's County, Maryland, which is a part of the 100 Black Men of America, mm-hmm. um, we have over 5,000 contactless hours with our mentees right here. We got 300 mentees in the area, and we do a boys read program. We do a Zoom, and we do a live hybrid model where we're meeting with them with professionals to talk about life skills. It's quite rewarding, and I've been a member for the last 12 years. Um, some of these questions might be naive, but like, so so what are you know that you say you got 300 mentees? Yep. Are these young men who? got in legal trouble or just looking for mentorship in general? Looking for a mentor, mentorship it. in general. What you have to understand in the world we live in, there's a lot of, especially in the African-American community, in the Latino, there's a lot of single parents where the mom is raising the child and they need some reinforcements as it, as it relates to even communication skills um, uh, in relation to financial literacy skills. My biggest pet peeve, Alex, being a journalist and a, and a media person, is you have to open your mouth. You have to say what you want to say, and it, it, it drives me nuts when these young, young kids, no eye contact, no sense of urgency, and can't communicate properly because they don't have the, the dinnertime discussions and debates like most Americans do because their parents are trying to keep the lights on. Does that make sense? Mm-hmm. Their parents, one could be in prison. Their parents, one can be on dope. So this area where we are in the Washington metro region, we select um, certain children that to need to be. Now, not all of them are like that, mm-hmm. but we feel that 
they need a jump start, and it's been so rewarding. And so, and we, we, I just got back from the national conference in Fort Lauderdale, and we had several chapters with kids competing for the African American History Challenge and the Financial Literacy Challenge, where you see these kids actually on stage competing. It does a couple things. It allows them to study, retention, um, and plus they get a chance to present among them peers. So what happens, they don't do a lot of that typically. So it's a phenomenal experience. It's so rewarding and so fruitful. And you helped start the chapter here in Prince George's County? I'm the one that started the one in Prince George's County. The reason why I did that, there was a chapter in D.C., there was a chapter in Baltimore, but it wasn't one in Prince George's County. Mm-hmm. In, many, in many regards, as you know, being from the area, it's kind of like the 8th Ward or the ninth Ward of D.C., where you have, there's, a, there's a quite a bit of crime element coming from this, this, this um, county. So I felt looking at the demographics and the crime and even the truancy rate and the graduation rate, which, by the way, is like 79 percent. We needed to do something. So that is why I had to put together a business plan. And believe it or not, we got turned down the first time because we weren't ready. We had a different leadership team and they declined us to approve it. I came back retooled, got a different team and we got approved in 2000, 2010. Okay, um, I was kind of curious. So, so bi- business plan, like what 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 is the business? Just on how to? Well, you know, this is a business. This is a nonprofit. Yeah. Uh, business plan is your bylaws. Sure. Is your strategic plan? You know, you're a business person. You know, uh, marketing. How do you plan to? What's your succession plan? But when you're talking about mentorship, you're talking about no, but you, but you have to have working capital to sustain your program. You got to yeah, get books. Sure. You got to get training. You got to get staff. You have to raise money to jumpstart the organization. It doesn't come out of a vacuum. And then you do fundraisers to sustain it. We went from a chapter of just 10 members to a chapter now of 70, a working capital of 10,000, to now we have close to $300,000 in the last. So that's phenomenal. Sure. It's through fundraising. Yeah. Because we don't make any money. But from a, you have to have, I think, you have to have a business mind in order to have a succession plan. How do you sustain the organization? It doesn't just, you don't have money coming in. So you have to have a business mind to do that. Sure. So in your business plan, you're talking about, you know, raising funds and making sure it can be sustainable. In that business plan, plan, are there events like this? Yes. You know, this is how we're going to raise that money. This is how we're going to have capital. And golf tournaments could play a role in that. It could be. And, you know, you're a golfer. You know, you don't always make a lot of money with golf. But it is something you put from an operational perspective. There's an expense to do a golf. And as we get into that discussion, we can can elaborate on that. But it's not always profit. I mean, you've got to have the facility has has a deposit. The facility has expenses. And then you have to take care of the vendors. The, I mean, there's so many attributes when people, when they do golf events, they think, oh, man, we're going to do a golf and we're going to make all this money. It's not that way. Yeah. So, yeah, you do make money, but you have to really have a lot of variables to make the real profit. Yeah. It's on sponsorship, not sure. on golfers. Um, <clears throat> let's talk about, so, so how does the 100 Black Men in America Celebrity Golf Tournament, how does it help the organization? It helps in a, in a couple ways. Um, a lot of sponsors, like we had Walgreens, ESPN last year, they want to be a part of this. It was a big day party here. We had over 200-plus golfers. Was that the first one last the year? The first one. Okay. I had no idea how recognizable we were as an organization. We had Kevin Durant's mom here. And even though it was a long day, they said, Walter, it was a day party. We had a great time. So it's, it's not even the golf. Mm-hmm. It's really the relationships. It's okay. building new relationships. It's solidifying relationships. It's being a part of helping the youth of the future. We had caddies 
some of our mentees actually were caddies, <clears throat> caddies to the celebrities. Mm -hmm. So it's really beyond just golf. <clears throat> let's let's talk about you get an impressive list of, of folks here. Yeah. Um, golfers will know Jim Thorpe, second uh, African-American to play in the Masters. Sure. Phenomenal human being. Um, football, you know, football guys will recognize a few of these guys, but but certainly Ken Harvey. He seems to, he does a lot of celebrity tournaments around this area. He, he's he's a huge golfer. He's a huge golfer, and he's, uh, a, he's a great personality. One blast, the name from the past I'd heard in a long time, but I think I think I still ha I used to have a Sports Illustrated when he made the transition from hurdler to the NFL. Ronaldo Nehemiah. Oh, yeah, I yeah. mean that, that's a, that's a name from when I was like a little kid. Yeah, he was a great hurdler, and now he's he actually manages a couple track athletes. But and then Doug Williams, you already mentioned, he's been uh, here last first African American to win the Super Bowl. Sure, he's a he's a legend in these parts. He's, I don't think he he's bought a drink in the, in the D.C. area probably. Right. Great years. human being, and he's the ambassador for the whole event. But as a basketball guy, I'm, I'm, I'm a basketball guy personally at heart. You got the human, human highlight reel. Oh my God! And Mad Max, Dominic yeah. Wilkins, yeah. And, and Vernon Maxwell. Yes, just great. They love the game of golf. Great personalities. Yeah, they're 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 tremendous. So let me ask you. That sounds like a great event. In Dikembe uh, too, by the way. In Dikembe with somebody. No, 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 he, no, no. He, he, didn't, he didn't make your flyers. He, he, he didn't, didn't make that flyer. <laughs> he's a late edition. Okay. Um, absolutely, you know, the, the, the finger wag, absolutely. The George, finger Georgetown wag. Georgetown University. Yes, Legend. Sir. Try um, to get him to get Patrick to come also, too. Oh, wow. So, so, so a couple questions. Sounds like a great event. I thought I was going to be out of town. We just realized before we started well, recording, I will be, be in town, so I'm going I'm to make it out. Um, so I, I've, I've just about put in a tournament like this together. So, so first off, mm. there's, there's, we were talking about this earlier. There's, I mean, you, every golf course, I mean, if you could go online, go on right. social media, there, there's a million charity golf tournaments. There's charity golf tournaments constantly. Sure. You know, every, for, for every nonprofit you can think of. Yep. Um, what are, you know, what is some, I'm, I'm just kind of curious, you, Walter Kirkland, because yeah. one of the reasons we're talking here is you put together, and we, there, there, there's some other terms you put together we haven't even talked about. That's you, correct. You, 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 this is kind of like your deal. Like you put together my deal. I'm doing one for, my, for Rutgers University for a woman who got uh, paralyzed by a drunk driver. Oh, That's wow. in October in New Jersey. And unfortunately, she was coming back from church. And, and Alex, and to the listeners out there, I don't know why this stuff happens in life, but she was the first African-American female coach at Rutgers University back in the uh, 70s. So she was coming back from church and this drunken driver ran across the medium and she's paralyzed from the neck down. Oh my goodness. So this is a tournament to raise money. Yeah, for we're doing that in New Jersey in October. Yeah, so that's another event. Um, and, and not to go off topic, are you still, you mentioned on one of our phone conversations, you were doing one in honor of the DC Grays, the baseball team. Is that still happening? That's happening next year. Next year. That Got was it. the Negro Baseball League. Yeah, that's another we'll, we'll, We can talk about that then, but that's yep. another one that's, that yep. sounds pretty interesting. But, uh, so I have a few questions about just kind of putting these tournaments together and your strategy and what, you, what makes you successful. Some of them are pretty basic questions. Mm -hmm. But my first one <clears throat> is like, you know, you, you clearly have a knack for, for, for attracting uh, big names and celebrities. Yes. Like, yeah. I'm just kind of curious, just a general question. <laughs> like, what's your, what's your strategy on, on how to get a big name to, to stop in their tracks and say, oh, this is, this is a tournament that right. I want to I come to. Well, I think, like we were talking in the green room a little bit earlier, you know, you and I are salespeople. And when you're a salesperson, you know how to kind of do a value proposition. My angle has always been children, youth, and great causes. So that's how I'll kind of get these guys. I know some of these guys, too. Yeah. Personally, I, I played with Art Monk. If sure. some of you listeners know Art Monk, that's how old I am. Of course. I used to beat him in track and field, and he was a better football player than Walter. I was a second-string quarterback going to 40 and 4-4, but I couldn't throw the damn ball. Okay. But um, it's through relationships, and it's through being able to have a solid elevator speech. Yeah. You know, hi, I'm Walt Kirkland. 
I'm the founding president of 100 Black Men. Uh-huh. And what I, what I do in life is I mentor youth in the county. I've had over 5,000 contact hours, and we do, we do things like financial literacy, health and wellness, and education and mentoring. Do you want to join the journey? Would you want to be a part of sending some of these kids to HBCUs sure. or help them? You start with that, and then from there, you, most people will say, you know what, I want to be a part of that. Yeah. And then the other thing is you say, I need you. Sure. Just that, those couple words, yeah. I need you with being very authentic. If the person's credible, they'll say, how can I help you? Yeah. Some of these people, they want money. Sure. Some of them are living their fantasy from as if they're still playing. Yeah. But others like Art Monk and Doug Williams, you know what, you're trying to help kids? Mm-hmm. I'm there, boy. I got yeah. you. So that's what, that's what you tap into. And then, plus, some of them have loved the game of golf. Yeah. And then you'll see when you're here, I put on, it's like no there other. There must go- be an economic, sorry to interrupt, but there, there must be an economic factor. I mean, yeah, a lot of them are looking for money. A lot oh, of them are offered yeah. money. Oh, yeah. Um, they typically want, ten, for you listeners, they typically yeah. want a $10,000 fee. Like yeah. a, but there must be, I mean, there must be some, I don't know, I'm not going to ask specifics, but, but some of these where you determine, you know what, this is worthwhile, that or, is, or, or a negotiation that is, is worth. Alex, that is correct. Some yeah. of them, we do a finder's fee, and we do some sort of, um, you know, discretionary fee, depending on who they are. Sure. But there's no way we're going to give someone ten thousand, even five thousand dollars, because we're trying to raise money for kids. Yeah. Right. And then I rather shy away from those kind of individuals. And there are some people in this region that are like that, sure. athletes. Yeah. So that's how I, I kind of, I'm a salesman by trader from New York City. I ran track. I'm an athlete. And the 100 black men is Where'd a you great... Where did you run track? Where did you go school? Rutgers University. That's right. Okay, sure. And, um, and then the entertainment one with the Gerald Albright, that's just a different genre, if you will. That's uh, jazz <coughs> and entertainment. That's a different kind of flavor. Mm-hmm. You don't have the athletes, but it's another great cause. For you, um, you know, when, when you look back, like if you look... We first got connected with the Friends of Langston for, yep. the, for the Lee Elder tournament. When, you, when a tournament is over... We'll start at the end and then we'll work backwards. But when, you, when, you, when the tournament's over and you look back on it, what, what are the things that you look at that say that was a success and that was, uh, you know, maybe we could have done, done some things better? Yeah, I, I look at uh, a couple of things. I look at the, obviously, it's always the money. How much money have you raised after expenses? It's not just the gross revenue. It's the net revenue. What are you after expenses? That's the first and primary. The second thing, was it dumb as it sounds? Was it exciting? Was it fun? Sure. My events are like if if you if you were at the Langston one, it was like a big uh, a concert. I like a concert experience of like it's electrifying. Was it electrifying? Did I have the ambiance that I wanted? Now, obviously, the weather is also important, but it's really the money, the operational components. You know, were the golfers happy? Like when we did the one here last year, my only negative thing was that we had 200 plus golfers. I had to turn people away. People wanted to be around us. It was amazing. And me as a, I'm a golfer too. I didn't like that delay of a of like a six, uh, eight, seven hour round. Mm-hmm. Besides that, it was a very great event. So you look at operational components, profitability, and then what's the feel of the event? How did it make people feel? Um, well, that's an important component. How, how do you like if if last year if the round got too long last year? How do you? How are you going to prevent that this year? Oh, it's do you start? Do you look at the format? Do you look at? You well, know, it's easy. You look at the format and the price point. You know, I was testing the waters. Sure. I I was putting the tournament together last year by myself to see if I could even do that in in six seven months. Yeah. And then the hundred got behind me. 
Gotcha. We like what you're doing. And then when they got behind me, it just went crazy. Sure. And then <clears throat> I'm a marketing animal. You know, I do media, voiceovers, TV, radio. You're going to hear me on the radio because I'm like, I'm like a machine. And I, it's 30 <laughs> days out. You got to remind people. You got to you got to remind them uh, via radio, TV. And then you build that excitement in your tone and delivery. And then people want to be a part of it. I have a, um, a non-golfers component for $100. <laughs> That that's another revenue stream where most people don't even do that. That includes a um, a golf clinic. Okay. That includes food on this patio right here. We're going to have like 15 vendors. That includes during the event. Yeah, there, I includes Michael Phillips, who's performing after the, the the tournament, but they're not playing golf. Sure. DJ music. So, so that's, that's, how you, a that's whole, how you get attendees that aren't necessarily yes, interested in the golf. Because a lot of people don't play golf like sure. us. Yeah. But they want to be around these celebrities. They want to yeah. be around these kids. So that's another component that I do. I try to make it fun, but I also try to make it dynamic that the run of show, which we say in our business, is what happens from the time you get it to the time you end, is a very clear messaging. When people go out to golf, now what happens there? So I may have a roundtable talking about HBCUs while, while they're out there golfing. You mm -hmm. keep people busy. Yeah. It takes a lot of organization and a lot of, you know, orchestration. Have you been to some bad charity golf tournaments? Yeah, I've been to some where uh, literally, like, why? I, went, I played on the Andrews Air Force Base two weeks ago. Case in point, we couldn't even get in a damn base. Somebody screwed up. There was a list we, we already signed online, but we mm. couldn't get in. So they, we waited like an hour. Mm. It delayed the tournament an hour. Yep. Couple with the fact it was their first one, you know, they, they had a bag. They had nothing in the bag. They had like a, a newspaper, crackers, and water. Mm -hmm. It was a funding issue. So you don't, <clears throat> you got to get a sponsor for that or don't do the tournament. Yeah. You have to have some basic, you know, you know this. You have to have a, um, a swag bag with something in it. You have to have uh, a good price point. You have to have fairly decent ambiance with food. You got to have, from my perspective, now there's some golfers I've gone to where they just have golfers and they call it a day. Mm -hmm. But when you're trying to get people to spend their money, you got to give them a reason to spend their money. Yeah. So I look at every single detail. I've been to charity golf tournaments where, to your point right there, where it's, it's you know, I'm a golfer. And, I, and, I, and on the one hand, I love the fact that it's just about the golf. And you, and you, and you play golf. Correct. And there's a really quick reception. You leave. But on the other hand, on, like the golfer in me says, oh, yeah, it's exactly what I want. But on the other hand, I'm like, there was nothing really special about that event. It was a normal scramble. They gave away, you know, they went through right. the motions of giving and away closest to the pin and longest drive, and then everybody hits the road. Right. And, now, and, was, and, and like next year, I'm not going to necessarily want to go back to that. Exactly. So you've got to give people a reason to stay at least one hour because it's for the kids. Mm -hmm. Did you have fun? I have massage therapists. I have music. What, <clears throat> so the, the fundraising aspect is, is the majority. I'm just kind of curious, like, what is the ratio? How much are you raising for, like, from from corporations that are sponsoring holes and that sort of thing, uh -huh. versus like actually the actual people here that are, you know, that 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 play, play or no? You virtually get nothing from for people that play because the cost here, you can imagine, this is a country club. Yeah, you know, the money is all made from sponsors. Yeah. So like right now for this for the um, hundred, I already got uh, Walgreens is coming back. They're they're giving us twenty five thousand. MGM's given us 10,000. Uh, I have about <clears throat> six whole sponsors at about 500. So I got about 40 grand in, uh, in the books right now prior, like a month ago. I want to get that, you know, you know, north of 100 grand. Do the, and, and again, I, I, I'm, not, I'm not in the, the, the tournament 
uh, coordination game whatsoever. The sponsors, the, the sale of the sponsors, um, you know, obviously they've, they've, they've all got budgets for helping the community and, and nonprofit, or at least a lot of them do. Um, is, is that really it for them? I mean, cause, you know, again, I play in charity, charity golf terms all the time, and, and you see a, co- a company's logo on a hole, you know, that's not getting them see, any business necessarily. See, the key is the bigger sponsors, for me, 5,000 and above, they have speaking rights. See, my, the other thing that you're not aware of that when I do these events, I have a whole weekend of events. Okay. I'll have a kickoff reception, and the core sponsors can have a two-minute presentation about their company or products. That's the key because you have all the movers and shakers. They can, then they can cultivate to meet with them at that time. And then I have a roundtable discussion. That's another venue where the core sponsors can actually have speaking when I kick it off. Hi, I'm with ABC Company. You know what we do. Here's my card. Oh, by the way, go to our website. Yeah. That's what makes it work for them, 5000 and above. Yeah. The other ones, you know, as a vendor, you're here. <clears throat> you, just, you can get a vendor table. Many get a vendor table and a whole sponsor. Yeah. And, then I, and the other thing that you've never seen, I'm on the mic. Mm-hmm. See, I'm a, I'm, a, I'm, a, I'm a mic guy. Yeah. Hey, we got uh, Alex here, you know, with ABC Company. Make sure you go see Alex over there. Right, okay, right. he has a great deal. We have massage there. You know, you have to be, you, I'm the hype man. So, like, for this event, for instance, just using the 100 Black Men of America event as an example, approximately how many golfers do you think? Ballpark. We're going to cut it off at 144. 144. To so make were, it a pleasant experience. If you were to guess how, how many attendees will come and aren't playing golf, just guess. Oh, ballpark. yeah, good question. We'll probably have 30 to 50 of those conservatively. Yeah. When I go on the radio, it might be more. Anytime I go on the radio, a lot of the non-golfers show up. Yeah. Like, I'll be on the Steve Harvey Morning Show, and a lot of people will hear that. <laughs> I normally, and I'm going to be doing that the next couple of weeks, there'll be a lot of people. Do you get into the uh, silent auctions? Or, oh, yeah. Or we got a great company out of Atlanta. Oh, my God. Some of the stuff is phenomenal, Alex. It's a, a guitar from Prince. It's a paraphernalia like with Jackie Robinson. It's just, this guy gets the best stuff in the country. Love it. He comes up, and we do a silent auction, and some of his stuff is just, you would love it, the baseball yeah. stuff. Yeah. So we have that. We have um, a guy that does clay and acrylic artwork. We have the Negro Baseball League. They have their paraphernalia here <clears throat> on the patio. Those are just key vendors. I've also been to charity golf tournaments. You know, sometimes they can turn into... Uh, Nightmares. <sighs> Nightmares? The nightmare. Well, maybe. I was, I was going to say, I, I guess I was heading in that direction. Like, you know, they can be, uh, you know, the drinks can start flowing. And which can be, that's part of the fun. You know, it's a party atmosphere. On the one hand, it's a success. Uh, but have you ever, have you had any that you know maybe they go a little too far? You get a little hot water with the club? No, not really. Um, I'm pretty good with that uh, site management piece. Mm-hmm. Um, sometimes on this type of club here, you have people that are not golfers. They'll be walking on the greens and they're drinking. That sure. goes on. Especially the young people. Oh my God, they just have no idea about the golf etiquette. That's happened here a few times, but for the most part. When I do mine, I'm pretty much, I have a lot of volunteers that can manage that. Um, The thing about putting on these tournaments for your listeners out there, it's very stressful. You know why it's stressful? I have a very high bar, and it's my integrity and my name. And when you have these high-profile people like that, Mm -hmm. you got to make it a red red, uh, VIP experience. So for me, I'm never satisfied. I'm always trying to improve. So you worry about the weather, obviously. You worry about... If something's going to go wrong, 
it's not like you're just throwing together a YMCA tournament. You know sure. what I'm saying? But when you do these, high, I do high-profile events. You want that phone call to be answered the next time oh, you reach out? Absolutely, like the one we're doing in the fall here with the vets. You know, uh, you know, they don't get a lot of love. Mm-hmm. So you want to, you want to, you want to represent them very well. So that's what when you guys think about doing tournaments, think about your purpose, your mission, your size, your budget, and what is your endpoint vision? <clears throat> when, what do you want to get out of the tournament? Are you, have you gotten to a point because these are all for these aren't all for a hundred black men of America? No, these, these are different. different. Are, you, are you at a point where people are coming to you? Absolutely, this, is, say, what, this you know, is what's happening. Right. When I did this one last year, people, I got three offers to do tournaments. They're like, you have to do this for me. So it's right. a blessing. Yeah. So I don't take them all because some of them it doesn't fit into what I want to do. And sure. And you can't do so many because it typically, for you listeners out there, you know this, Alex, it takes really about a year to do it effectively mm-hmm. with sponsorship, the calibration with awards. and It's a, it's a whole checklist that you've got to market it properly. Can you yeah. do it? We did um, Langston in really four months, but that's different. Langston was a, a lot of historical profiles and people sure. were kind of hyped up over that yeah. but typically and the timing with lee elder and lee, lee elder and there was right, passion right. for that but sure. typically for you viewers viewers and listeners out there it really takes about in my opinion because i do i've done about 30 tournaments it takes about eight to 12 months to do it because you got to just calibrate and take your time and cultivate and you got to secure the celebrities you got i mean it's just it's it's very stressful <clears throat> Um, so about yourself, so you're you're also a uh, you're a podcaster yourself. Oh yeah, tell us a little bit about your podcast. My podcast is called Kirkland's Corner, and we do it virtually. Um, I've been doing it, believe it or not, the last three years. I used to do it in studio, and then with COVID, when they closed everything, I used to do it at CTV mm-hmm. here in Prince George's County. And then I went virtual. So now I've pretty much stayed virtual. Now I'm working also back into the studio uh, here in Upper Marlboro, Maryland. Where we've had on my podcast, I've had Jesse Jackson, the civil rights leader. I've had Edwin Moses. He's he's he was a very mm-hmm. famous track hurdler. Sure. He ran 122 races. He won consistently. Uh, Doug Williams, <clears throat> I've had on there, and numerous political figures. So my podcast, you know, it's just a way to get the message out like yours, and it's just exciting when most people I call call me back. And um, as you know, it's a lot of preparation. Is the premise essentially just talking to interesting figures and, and leaders move, in the African American community? It, it, it's the movers and shakers in the DMV. Got it. That okay. could be sports. That could be golf. That could be uh, civil rights. It's just find find a way to get the word out. What's happening sure. in this area to get people motivated? What about because um, you know a lot of these event, uh, events do um, you know the the demographic is is the American African American community. Um, what, what about golf in the community, specifically Prince George's County, African American? Mm-hmm. Just, just how you how you it like? Where is it? Where is it headed? Where is it going? Where, well, where, where does golf fit in the African American yeah, community? Yeah, I think it's huge on the spectrum of golf from a one to ten. I think it's somewhere around a seven. I think you have a lot of African Americans, you know, that have viewed Tiger Woods. Um, you know, who his his impact has been incredible. I think there's so many parallels. We've talked about this, Alex, with, with golf in terms of patience, fortitude, respect. Uh, team team workmanship so i think there's a lot of parallels to a decorum in an individual with golf it's, it's a lot of patience and a lot of structure 
common decencies and courtesies that are not taught. So, yeah, I think it's really taking a big move in the African-American community. It's going to continue to move up that spectrum. There's scholarships. In HBCU, there's um, Sam Perrier, who's one of my good partners at Howard University, mm-hmm. started a program that Howard and Stephon Curry gave him $3 million, yeah. and they just won the MEAC championship, and one of his guys got an exemption to play. I was out there. Oh, so th- that's that's the power yeah. that golf has that impacts impacts everyone not just african-americans but little boys and girls because it's such a great sport and you can play into your 90s sure um well listen this is this has um, been a great conversation i appreciate it very much um no doubt. So we'll, we'll, we'll plug the events again here we've got excellent the lake arbor jazz celebrity golf outing on july 14th and, and they can go to lake arbor jazz.com lake arbor jazz.com for that event july 14th at oak creek golf course before we go to the other two <laughs> events here um what what is what is the the, the scuttlebutt on uh, the old Lake Arbor golf course. Has anything happened over there? Is well, it just overgrown with weeds? Overgrown with weeds, years? and there's been a couple uh, potential purchases of that property. Um, ultimately, I think, Alex, it will be... Uh, the land is all still there as a golf land course, land is right? still there, um, but it's kind of... <clears throat> no one's looking at it now, but there's been a couple people looking to buy it. My, I think in five to seven years, someone's going to buy it. It'll be... Not to keep it as a golf course? Keep it as a golf course. Oh, really? okay. um, there's another one in Beltsville. What's the name of that? Cross Creek. Cross Creek, sure. That's coming back. I don't, I don't know if you knew that. I did not know that. Breaking news. Yeah, it's breaking news. So they're going to, uh, the homeowners own that. And I know someone that lives there. That's why I know. Okay. It's coming back. And I used to practice it. It's like a, it's like a narrow course. Yeah. Oh, yeah. There's a couple funky holes there. But, but so, fun place. Yeah. <clears throat> Great location. Um, interesting. That's cool. Well, that would be fantastic if lake arbor came back you know golf all these podcasts at some point towards the end of the conversations we talk about this kind of bump that 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 covid has given golf and how the you know oh, it has. three years ago golf was dead that's a good know, point and now all of a sudden it's you know it's having this, this a resurgence huge boom and resurgence and so it's uh it's good to hear that's that's happening and then with the 100 black men you can go to 100blackmen.org 100blackmen.org to find information or register we need sponsors and foursomes that's july 18th monday here at the country club of woodmore i'm going to make it out to that uh and this last one you got here at turf valley up here turf valley and uh montgomery and uh, howard county that's for the vets the veterans we get they get no love that's october 24th at the Turf Valley Resort, um, and all the proceeds go to families of the military. Um, that's another one that we'll be doing October 24th. Love it. Well, uh, this has been great. I'll link out to some of these events, but it's been a pleasure to uh, chat with you and have you on the podcast, Walter. And Always uh, a best pleasure. of luck at the events, and uh, I'll see you out there. All right, buddy. Thank I you. Appreciate it. Yep. All right. I don't have a good golf game, but I don't really care. I'm a, I'm a regular dude living in D.C., and I want to know about DC-centric golf stuff. If you can tell me something that I don't already know, then that is great for me. I don't want the regular stuff. I want exciting stuff. I want different stuff. I don't want stuff I can't hear elsewhere. But I want it to be about DC golf. 